everybody. We welcome everybody that's watching us either now live by live stream or who will watch uh, the replay later. Please let us know if you're watching by li live. We actually, Josh is monitoring things back there. He'll talk to you if you talk to him this morning. Otherwise, let us know you watched it later. We just love to hear uh, where you're watching from. And for all of our church family that's here, uh, thank you guys for allowing uh, our online family to join us. Uh, this is just part of following what God is, is leading us to do. Y'all remember the word that Brother Marcus Wick brought in in June, do y'all remember that, Brother Marcus, who is a, truly a prophetic voice uh, in the kingdom of God and for us, came and he shared a word directly to me, but for us as a church, and he had said that I had allowed some bushes to grow up. Y'all remember that word? And I and I had man and I love what he said. You have manicured them, <laughs> and you have trimmed them, and you, they're nice and neat and tidy, but. They're, they're blocking the view both within and without of the church. And the Lord spoke to me and said, son, I've been telling you for a while, there's just too many people, right, that I've got, right? So remember we said this, I forgot where it was, but we said it during this week. Remember in Corinthians, Paul says that God has given each and every person ministers. Did you know God has given you ministers? Yes, right, amen. ministers of the gospel, uh, pastors, prophets, evangelists, apostles, teachers. He's given to you people that he's anointed and called, and they're your minister. Yes, amen. Amen. Let me just say this to our church family. Do you know who they are? Do you know who your ministers are that God has given unto you? And if you can say, well, Brad, I don't. So that's okay. Ask God to show you. Yes. Ask God to, to let you see who they are. Yes. Amen. Let them come into your life. Amen. And then when they come into, I mean, on one side, just to support them. Again, if you're here, you hear me say this all the time. Uh, we need to be giving to other ministries outside of the church family. Please know that's okay. Amen. If there's a minister of the gospel that really, I mean, again, uh, one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would like to speak sure. to that. And I think I know where you're going. Go so I was going to actually uh, do that part. But, oh, let's see um, if you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> test me now, says the Lord. Um, <laughs> so, for example, for us, one of our ministers is Andrew Volmeck. That's right. Okay. That's going. Look so, at you. Look at you. Um, so, so we listen to him now, do we, are we BFFs? Do we get to sit down and have coffee with him, you know, every Thursday morning and be mentored by him? No, no. but he is one of the most influential voices in our spiritual journey of growth. Yeah. Right. Another one we really enjoy is Bill Johnson. Yeah. There's some things that he says as a father to ministers as a father. Mm -hmm. And so. We really enjoy hearing. And you know, the cool thing is most of the time he is validating things that we have said that we've never heard somebody else say. Yeah. So then you go, oh, well, if a father is saying them, that means we were on track yeah. and we were nervous to crazy. say them, but I'm not crazy. Even though everybody around me looked at yeah. me like, what? You know, yeah. but and so, so there's, and you know, there's, there's that. Mm -hmm. So there's some of these ministers will be. Uh, flesh and blood in front of you, being able to mentor and pour into you. Okay. Like for example, us, as we do with those of you who call this your church family, uh, we are here for that. 
right? You have access, you have our phone number, you have access to us. We meet with you. We dine with you. We, we go out to Sunday lunch, all the things, right? So some of those ministers will be like that, but others may not be. However, there are different voices out there that God wants them to be an influence in your life. And so in your heart, what Brad is talking about is you say, okay, I mark that one. I mark that one and I make an effort to listen. Yeah. yeah. I make an effort to hear and discern what they're saying. Yeah. Because there's there's I call it like this. There's nutrients in his message or her message that I know I need in order to grow in that area. Very good. Right? And yeah. so that's Well, it's and, and just if you will, if you're curious, anybody want to know who ours are? Anybody just as an example? If not, I'm gonna tell you anyway. <laughs> Amen. As as Selena said, principally is Brother Andrew Womack. And what I mean by that, these are people that I, and I think Selena does as well, but I'll speak for myself. I listen to them at least once a week as I'm driving and what I do for work, uh, in my own quiet time, uh, in other times, or, and I read their books or I listen, uh, Andrew Womack. I either listen to him in his podcast almost daily, right? And I actively read books of his, yes. right? Monthly, right? Another Highlighter. And, and another one, again, here local, is Pastor Mark Manchin at our Irondale campus. And I listen to his message on Sunday, especially every month. That's my routine. Every Monday morning on the drive-in, I will go and I will watch uh, the service from Irondale that they're doing right now. And I will listen because he's my pastor, right? So I'll listen. He's one of the ministers sent. And it's not just because we work together, right? but because I acknowledge that God connected us. Does, does that make sense? Uh, Bill Johnson as well. I regularly, probably not weekly, but at least twice a month, I'll listen to uh, Bill Johnson's messages that he puts up on YouTube. Does, does that make sense? They're, they're there. Uh, Barry Bennett, is a voice we listen to. Uh, principally, we listen to him. We follow what he does on, on Facebook a lot, and we read his books. And then I catch him on the podcast and different stuff that he does out of Karis. Does that make sense? And then probably finally is uh, Brother Grant Thigpen out of Naples, Florida, and he is one of my spiritual dads. He doesn't know that if you're watching Brother Grant. Hi, Dad. But uh, he's one of my spiritual dads. But I listen to his message every week that they put out of the church down in Florida. Right. And I'll add this one, too. This is probably maybe once a quarter. I'll listen to Keith Moore. Yes. Right. I'll listen to Brother Keith. He taught us at Rama. Right. And stuff. And so there's a lot of stuff. I was and that and I'll do this. I especially listen to Keith Moore's uh, Peace of God album. And I'll just put a plug in for that, and I'll post it if you'll remind me on the group me and in different places. Uh, but when when everybody in my in my house knows when my soul is struggling, right? Because you'll hear me play the Peace of God album. Yes. So if you're ever around me and you hear Keith Moore's Peace of God album playing, you just know that I'm 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 wrestling Brad, right? <laughs> that I get that Brad and Brad are on the mat. And uh, and the and the real Brad will win. Yes, Amen. Amen. <laughs> the the true the true Brad the 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 born again Brad he will win, and the soulish Brad that's afraid or scared or doubting or in whatever turmoil he's in, he's going to lose every time. Yeah, he hadn't won yet. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. But it but it's a wrestle. But those are the so those are my ministers. And then what we do is in our financial planning, we regularly give. Not to all of them. We need. We want to get to the place where we can do that. But we regularly give to Andrew Womack, 
And then as the Lord leads us, we give to the other ones. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, but uh, but I encourage you to do the same thing. Yes. Amen. As you identify who your ministers are. Now, why did I say all of that? That was, again, an extra freebie uh, on today's menu is because God said there are people that he will connect to us. Not because um, we're, we're all that in a bag of chips, but because I have to realize that, well, wait a minute, he's called me to be a minister and so, therefore, I am someone's minister, too. And there are certain nutrients, so to speak, in what we carry that others need yeah. in order to grow in those areas. Right. And and to say this, and to know for all of you guys that are here live and in person and call this your church home, know that you get the best of us. Amen. Yes. Amen. Know that if you if you don't have my phone number, come get it. Yes. Right, because I I am your pastor, right? I am your, and know that when you have that phone number, you can call me. Everybody say this out loud with me. Say, I am not bothering Brad. I am not bothering Brad. If I could have to say that's the number one thing people say is, oh, I would have called you. Want to bother you. But I didn't want to bother you. So everybody, one more time, say, I am not. I am not. Bothering Brad. And Selena. <laughs> and so that's right. So go, okay. You're never bothering me. Now, again, if I'm at work and you text me and I'm with a customer, I may be delayed in getting back to you. But when you guys call my phone, I answer it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. And this is about what it looks like. The phone rings and it's one of you guys and I'll show her and she picks up whatever we're doing and she steps in and I step away and I talk to you. We go tag. And that's what we do. Yep. Because you're important. Is this okay? Y'all look at me like a cow to Newgate. Everybody all right? <laughs> Amen. All right. What did I tell you to go? Deuteronomy chapter one. And we're going to keep picking up here this morning. And guys, as we're looking, we, we've looked, and I'll just retell it. You know, in 1 Corinthians, Paul talks about Israel, and he says this. He says, everything that Israel went through was recorded to be an example for us who live at the end of the age. And again, not, and then for time's sake, I won't go to it. Guys, realize we are living at the end of the age. All you have to do is watch the news and get really excited. <laughs> Amen. Because you are literally at a time where you're watching what Jesus said in Matthew 24 come to pass. Amen. You're, you're, you're looking at, uh, and, and guys, for real, and if you don't get excited, come talk to me. We'll help you. Because you know, title of this sermon was Are You Excited? <laughs> That's awesome. Do you should Amen. I love that. Miss Patty said that for those that in the recording, right? I mean, heard a minister who recently did a message called Are You Excited? Because it's the end times. Remember, Jesus said, hey, listen, when you see these things come to pass, right, rejoice. Because your redemption, it says, or his coming is drawing near. Amen. 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 So we are literally watching. I, I, it's the only time I get excited in the news these days, right? I know that sounds weird with all the other gloom and doom, how they paint it. But I look at it and go, look at here. Jesus is coming. But I say that because what God's saying to us then is because we live at the end of the age, 
what God did through Israel in their story will give us principles. It'll give us concepts of how we live our life today. Does that make sense? And the number one uh, point that I want to talk about and is really this, is that God is dedicated to the death of your doubt. And we talked about that, and we'll go back. You can listen to last week's message where we talked about that, how he defeated these two kings, and he was committed for Israel's sake. He was committed to see doubt die in their lives. And so therefore, we know that for us, God is committed to see doubt die in your life. Aren't you excited about that? That you don't have to defeat doubt by yourself. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, I mean, and a lot of times in, in, off your shoulders. In, in the church world, I said this, I'll say it again, you know, it was painted, at least this is the way I heard it. Maybe that's not the way they meant to, but the way my brain heard it yeah. was, is, oh, when it comes to my doubt, I'm on my own. Yes. I, I shouldn't be doubting. And you bad, better be bad. working on it. Yeah. Shame, shame, shame. You're doubting. Right. Bad, Brad. Right. And you better straighten up or God's not going to be happy with you. Right. Now, listen, now faith does please God. So therefore doubt displeases him, but it displeases him for this reason, because you just don't know who he is. Right. Just as much as have you ever had somebody uh, and they just didn't know you? Yes. They, they didn't know who you were. Y'all weren't close for whatever reason. And, and maybe even have you ever had like maybe it, it should have been somebody that should have known you. <laughs> Anybody had that before? Yes. Somebody that should have known you, but they really didn't know you. So they interacted with you. They related with you based on who they thought you were. Right. Even though that's not who you are. Right. I have an example. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks I'm scary. So the word is intimidating. Intimidating. People think you're intimidating. So... They think I'm intimidating and they think I'm scary. Well, some, some people actually say, she scares me. Okay. And so the interesting thing is everything that I do to do around people or when I interact with people, it's out of love because I know they may be stuck in a certain situation and I'm here to help them walk out of that situation. Right. But Maybe my personality is a little intense. You know, let's get out of that situation yesterday, but I'm working on that. However, I'm here because I love people or I wouldn't be here, you know, because the way I rest is by being by myself in a cave, like literally. <laughs> okay. I would, I would just thrive if I was by myself in a cave. However, God has called me to love on people and there's things he's put inside of me to help other people. But people don't interact with me too much at first because they think I'm very intimidating. And yet I have all this stuff I really want to pour into people. And I'll make the time to pour into people. And you know, all of that. Besides that, here, I'm a foreigner, right? So it's just like, she's just a little different. We don't know what to do with her. And so sometimes that, you know, it's just that interaction of, man, I wish they would start picking my brain and asking me questions. And I wish that they would put their fear aside um, so that, or their, you know, 
Intimidation means somebody's feeling insecure around me because I make them feel insecure kind of a thing. But I wish we could put all that aside so that I could come and really help because that's my heart. Yeah. So that's just an example. Well, I wish my church family would quit feeling intimidated. <laughs> well, here, so so since you opened it. Yeah, I, I opened I'm, a can you, of worms. You opened it, so I'm going to go fishing. Is that okay? Yeah, you go fishing. Since you opened the can of worms, I'm going to go fishing. So with that, and that's a great point. So there's a side, and, I, and I'm just going to use Selena as an example, and this is going to play into the message as well. Um, how many of y'all think my wife is funny? Maybe a few. Even my kids are like, you know, here's the thing. So I know my wife so very well. And there, I tell her that there is a side of her that is rarely seen by the world. I get to see it because of the closeness of our relationship. And there is truly a funny, humorous, put it this way, how many have ever been with Selena and we're watching it and she just loses it laughing? Anybody ever seen that side of Selena before? And if you tickle, she will laugh and obnoxious laugh. Like, I'll never forget, it was so fun. We went and watched that movie, Ferdinand, when it came out of the movies. And there's the scene, see, like that. Then there's the scene where the little granny is in the china shop and the bull comes in. And there's the, and, and so she starts doing that and she laughs. And the whole movie theater is turning around going, who is this crazy lady? You know, so much so that we, Dusty and Heather, we were out with them watching the movie, and Heather was sitting next to Selena, and they could tell on Heather's face, she was like going, who are you? Why? I, 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 this is a side of you I have never seen before. So with that, remember, yes. smiling helps a lot. Yes. Right? It, yes, it'll it help, It'll help people uh, be less intimidated when we smile. Yes. Right? Yes. Just like True. it also helps people think we're not so depressed if we smile. Yes. Yes. Hello, are you with me? Yeah. Or again, we, we can come up and it's, so something of this I say, uh, on this is a very practical note for you. So remember, uh, the Bible says that your countenance, countenance, it's the word count, it means your face, that your countenance is the window of your soul. Yeah. So just, and I'll tell my kids all this time, uh, there'll be something be going on. What I tell you guys, I'll say, send, send a missionary to your face. <laughs> you, you need to send. It's like this. You okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. Okay, honey. Can you send, send a missionary a, send a to missionary. your face if and you, smile? If you're okay, send a missionary to your face. Your face needs to get the message. And smile. And let the, you know... So, so remember, send a missionary sometimes yes. to your face. It'll help the church. Selena, family. are you mad? No, this is my resting face. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. smile. We need a smiling resting face. Does that make sense? So that's just a but think about. But listen. But how have you felt before when someone should have known you, and they did not know you? So therefore, they engaged with you in a way that it's not actually you. Yeah. How did that feel? You're always like, you little, see, that's how God feels. That's why God says, faith pleases me. Yes. Not because of the action of faith, but because it's a sign you know me. Right. You actually know who I am. Can I just make a mm -hmm. distinction? Sure. Faith pleases God. 
doubt displeases God for these reasons. He never said, you please me if you're in faith and you displease me if you're in doubt. It's not personal. Very good. That's all. The doubt and the faith are what please or displease God, not you. You're his kid. He's he loves you. He accepted you already. He is pleased with you because you have his DNA. The but but just like one of your kids, when they act like they are one of your kids and they're doing the things that you've taught them to do, you're pleased with them. But you're pleased with their actions because you see that they're getting it. You're always pleased with your kid because that you just love them. Yeah. That's your kid, right? Very good. No, that's awesome. Does that make sense? So see, faith is the expression of knowing God. Just as much as people have faith in you when they know you. When they actually know who you are, right? then they actually are expressing, I have faith in Lynette. Mm-hmm. Why? Because now I know her. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So I can put a confidence, I can put a trust, I can put a demand on who she is because that's just who she is or vice versa. Does that, does that make sense? Does that help you with this? So with that, what I want to talk about, because guys, and, and I'm going to say this, and, and it's so cool how God is. Uh, I was out shooting squirrels yesterday. It was so fun. Sitting on my... Uh, on my back porch, as I like to do this time of year, drinking coffee, talking to God, and shooting tree rats. It's amazing. This, this, I just can't say it's, it's awesome. It's all anyway. So, and God reminded me as I was thinking about today and the message and stuff. And He said, Well, remember, I told you earlier in the year you needed to talk about faith right now. And I had forgotten, to be honest. I had forgotten that. It would have probably been about March, April. Um, and God was going to, and I said, oh, wow. And I'll just say, how cool God brings you to the right place. Amen. That he, you can trust him. He'll guide you. He'll lead you. Even if you forget. Right. He's faithful to, to get us in there. So I say that, that what I really want to talk about is, is there's so much we could unpack in the story. But when God talked to me yesterday, we're really going to talk about this doubt and faith thing for a little while. So everybody say, Brad, slow down. Brad, slow down. We don't have to get it all done at one one Sunday, right? We don't have to get it all done in one Sunday. But we're going to unpack this because really talking about the day in which we live, it is now a time. Remember, so everything Israel went through was an example for those who would live in this age. Right. So if Israel faced great opportunity for doubt... Then so will we. Yes. Does that make sense? If Israel um, made a boo-boo because of doubt, then we can make boo-boos because of doubt. But at the same time, if Israel can believe, then so can we, and we can overcome whatever's in front of us. Amen. Does that make sense? So I want to talk. So let's let's back up a little bit. Remember, I said that in the beginning of the story, we talk about Israel. So Israel leaves Egypt, which was a type of sin. It was an example of sin. So they leave the bondage of sin through the Redeemer Moses, like we were led out of sin by the Redeemer Jesus. They were led into baptism, right, by the Lord to the Red Sea, just like we are led. And that's, again, just to speak to Miss Pat, that's how you know people are born again. One of the first things they want to do is get baptized. 
is really an interesting marker yes. to watch. People who genuinely come to faith, there'll be this like homing beacon towards baptism. There'll be this thing on the inside of them that'll that'll lead them to baptism. So just to have faith in what your 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 little little man has experienced is you can see that in stuff. Does that make sense? Um, so anyway, that was that was free. And so, uh, but they led into baptism. And they're coming into right the promised land. And remember, the promised land is not a an example of heaven or the life that is to come. The promised land is always an example of salvation, right? Why? Why do we know that? Well, how many you know there are no giants in heaven that we got to go to? Amen. Right. There are no walled cities to overtake in heaven. That's right. 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 Does that make sense? So, so the type and shadow of the promised land is a type and shadow or an example of what it means to live the life you and I are living now. Right. Right. So Israel comes and they're about to cross into their promised land. They're about to enter into the saved life. They're about to enter into whatever God has called them to do. And we'll pick up the story in Deuteronomy chapter one, and I'm just going to read through it. Right. And we'll start in, well, let's start in verse 21. It says, look, the Lord, your God has set the land before you. So go up and possess it as the Lord, your God, the God of your fathers has spoken. Do not fear. Do not be discouraged. So now, so what did God say? He said that, what did he say before that? Go possess the land. He said, go possess it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So God said to Israel, hey, listen, here you are. You're at the land. Go get it. Yes. Then it says in verse 22, and every one of you, (laughs) and every one of you came to me and said, let us send out men before us. Now, did God say do that? Who, who, Who had that idea? They did, right? They said, let us send out men before us. Let them search out the land for us and bring about word to us about the way in which we should go and of the cities into which we will come. Now notice verse 23. So Moses said, well, man, that plan pleased me well. Notice it didn't say it pleased God well. Yeah. Right? It said it pleased me well. Remember, we've said this. Remember the ten or the twelve spies were not God's idea. So I'm going to say this again because somebody needs to hear it. Remember, God does not ask you to go spy out His idea to see if it is good. Whatever God is telling you to do, He is not asking you to test it out to see if it's okay. He just says go. And do it. Go and possess it. Come now. That's right. Are you with me? Yes. Some of that, that's encouraging to us, right? Yes. Because we're we're like Israel. We're trained, right? We're trained. Hey, you should go check that out. You should go. And even in the church world, right? This has now become a phrase I grew up with. Oh, I'm spying out the land. Anybody ever heard somebody say that before? You know, I've got this idea to do whatever God, I feel like God's asked me to do something, so I'm going to go spy out the land, 
right? Whenever you hear that, can we just all, as a church family, we hear people we love and they ever say that to us, go, <laughs> bad, red alert, red alert, don't do it. Just do whatever God has said do. Yeah, don't spy out nothing, right? So anyway, and I'm going somewhere with this. So it says, the plan pleased me, so I took 12 of your men. And he goes on and he talks about the 12 men. But let's jump down to verse 26. It said, because of this, and you remember how the story goes, they all went in. They said, well, let's just read it. Why am I doing that? The plan pleased me well. So I took 12 of your men, one man from each tribe, verse 24, and they departed and they went up into the mountains and they came to the valley of Eshcol and they spied it out. They also took some of the fruit from the land in their hands and they brought it down for us. And they brought back word saying, it is a good land which the Lord our God is giving us. Verse 26, nevertheless, you would not go up. But you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. And notice verse 27, and you complained. Oh. Have you ever thought about this? That rebellion and complaining are synonymous terms? They go hand in hand. Yes. Rebellion and complaining in this one passage apparently are synonymous activities. Yeah. So I need to ask myself, anytime I find Brad complaining, what am I rebelling against? Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 I'm over here. I got real quiet in this Pentecostal church. Amen. Are you with me? If I'm complaining, apparently I'm rebelling about something. You complained in your tents and you said, now, if this sounds like anything you've ever said in your life, just want you to look straight ahead. Yeah, just. And I want you to say amen like it was talking to somebody else. And then you can go home later and fall across the bed and cry if you want to. Okay? Is that, that's a joke. You can like, amen. But it says, but if you ever say, because, you smile. Because, the, because the Lord hates me. Oh. Oh. He has brought us out to this land of Egypt. He's delivered us into the hand of our enemies. He's going to destroy us. Mm. Oh, we're going to get there, kiddo. You're way ahead of the story. Good job. That's good job, though. That's good. Where can we go? Have you ever been? Or I'm only one ever done. Lord, where have you been? Ooh, How about there. Why aren't you talking to me? Why isn't this working? Why isn't this working? I don't want to do this. What about? Yes. Does that, remember, sometimes complaining makes sense. Sometimes complaining would be approved. Yeah. People would hear you complain and go, yeah, you, yeah. 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 See how you could say that. Yeah. Mm. But it's still rebellion. Come on now. But listen to me because we're getting to where we're trying to get to today. You're doing great. No, yeah, good. slow down. I'm slowing down, You're right? Doing so good. Okay, goes, there it goes, verse 28. So, where can we go up? Our brethren, notice, have discouraged our hearts. Mm -hmm. Now, listen to me here, and I'm going to kind of go. 
Who talked you into the desert? Have you ever thought about that? I thought about that shooting squirrels yesterday. Sitting down meditating and thinking about this story. And realized that if I ever find myself in the desert of doubt, somebody talked me into it. Yes. I didn't come into the desert place alone. Yeah. But somewhere along the line, I believed the word of an, what I'm going to call in our little series here, an opinion preacher. Mm-hmm. Right? Just, so here, and, and we're going to unpack this. Oh, hold on just for a second. So hold that Paul pin right there. So we're going to talk about this to let people know where we're going. Because remember, doubt and faith come from the same place. That's true. Very good. Doubt and faith come from someone saying something and you believed what was said. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you remember the story here? We know the 10 spies came, right? And they said, okay, yeah, it's a good land, but there's giants, right? And this is another, because the story is repeated in multiple books in the Old Testament, right? You remember the 10, they said there's giants in the land. Remember the 10 spies said, we are grasshoppers in their sight, right? They're bigger than us. They're stronger than us. We can't do it. We can't make it. We can't do that. We can't accomplish that. We can't, we can't. Now, here's the thing. Were the 10 spies telling a lie? Were there giants? Yeah, there were. Yes, there were. Were the Israelites short people? Yes. (laughs) They were, what do we call, they were, the Israelites, they were vertically challenged. Right. You know, so were they saying things that were not true? No, they weren't. They were just missing the most important part. God said. Right. Go take it. God said he's with you. God said, and we're going to get in just a minute. And they forgot what God had already proven about himself. Because listen to me, if you are facing any area of your life where there's doubt, if there's doubt somewhere inside of what's going on, who was the opinioned preacher that brought you there? Now, what were you going to say? Does it fit what you were going to say? No. No, sorry. It's okay. Okay. Hang on to it. It comes back. Yeah. Well, here, I'm going to tell a story about, so we, you know, we were living in Canada um, and I'm since we're going live, I'm gonna not name names like I normally sometimes would do, have been known to do, um, because this person may be watching. But uh, but when we were we were leaving Canada, we were handing over the church, we were gonna move back here to Alabama. A brother that I still very much love and respect, and and I'm so grateful for his uh, influence in my life. But he came to me, and he meant this. I'm a hundred percent sure he meant this with goodness in his heart for me. But he came up and said, you know, Brad, you're really not a good pastor. And you really shouldn't do this anymore. When you move back to Alabama, you should just go find you a church and let them let you teach a little bit here and there because you're a good teacher, but you just really stink at being a pastor. 
So you shouldn't ever lead anything ever again. And do you know, for a while, that stuck with me. And when I came home, I had to wrestle sometimes. And she doesn't know sometimes where I'd go back and I would play back over. And I go, yeah, you know, I did. I stunk there. I made that mistake there. I did that wrong. I did. Yeah, man, they're right. I just stink at this. Listen to me. That's an opinion preacher. Pre blah, 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 an opinion preacher. Yeah. And if you're not careful, see, doubt comes from the same place faith does. Someone, remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. We're going to look at that here before the end of the morning. But so does doubt. Doubt comes from hearing, but hearing something that isn't the word of God. That isn't the good news of who he is. That isn't who you are. Okay, so mm -hmm. this, now it fits in here. So a lot of times we give authority to voices that Very should never good. have authority in our Very lives. Good. That's so and good. And we are so easily swayed by these other voices that carry authority. When in reality, what we need to look at is why does that voice carry authority in my life? Why? You need to, you know, when I was a kid, you know, people would always say, well, consider the source. Well, I, so-and-so said to me, my parents, well, consider the source. Who, who is that person in your life and why would you believe them? Or why would you run with that? Right. And so we really need to be people that are not easily swayed. Yes. We need to be people that have disciplined ourselves to recognize and have discernment with what voice is that? Where is that coming from? Why do they have authority? Why do, well, why do they think they have authority? And why do I give them authority in my life? Very good. So we have to uh, focus on discernment of, okay, wait, does that even line up with what God said? You know, so when, when there's, there's been times when, for example, you have to identify where you're at and be honest with yourself. I have been honest with myself and over the years I've known this and I'm working on this area. Okay. But if it's a medical professional of sorts, even if, uh, if whether it's a met, an actual doctor or a naturopathic doctor or whatever, because I grew up with a grandmother who was a doctor and she was definitely an authoritarian. <laughs> so in my life, she carried a lot of weight as far as what she said. Okay, so I've had to identify in myself, um, you know, okay, maybe God is telling me to do this and I won't do it until I can find an actual professional to tell me the same thing. What am I doing there? I am actually giving them more authority than I'm giving the Lord. Right. And I've had to be honest with myself and I've had to recognize that about myself and I've had to go, wait a second. Just because a medical professional of sorts said something does not mean a, that it's true yeah. or B that, that now it gives God's voice more authority in that area. I was sensing that, but I just didn't know. Come on. We, we have to actually have discernment and go, no, I hear God's voice. And if he said this to me, then sure. If I need to research a little bit to understand what's, what's being said here, then yeah, I'm not going to just be crazy. But at the same time, I'm not going to, uh, 
give more weight to a voice out there somewhere than I am to him. Yeah, very good. So we need to be discerning. Another example, there's a lot going on uh, in Guatemala, and we were going to go at the end of the month for a vacation and all that that stuff. It was a gift uh, for our anniversary, but my you know my my mom was thinking we really don't need to go there there's a lot of civil unrest right now and da, da 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 well two days later she spoke with someone else and and it 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 was such a different opinion they're like oh come on you should don't be a sissy get down there right and she just did not feel peace about that so she went back to um, another voice that should carry authority in mm -hmm. her life. And she asked them what, you know, based on what's going on, what do you think? They said, oh, no, you're right. You need to, you're good. You need to hold to the decision that you've made because it's not safe right now. And so I congratulated her. I said, good job on not being easily swayed, you know, because you could have heard that other voice and just changed the entire plan yet again. But she didn't. She thought, wait, 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 that voice, even though it should have authority technically in, in real life, should have authority in my life, that voice has not been steady on and proven right in the past. And that voice has swayed me in the wrong direction before. And so I'm going to go back to this voice. So I'm just trying to paint you what it looks like in practical terms to have the discernment and go, I will not be easily swayed. Yeah. What does the word say? What has God spoken about this? And we all deal with it in different areas of our life on a consistent basis. So we need to kind of turn up the volume on that. Absolutely. Does that, does that, does that help? Uh, go to I'm looking for time. So go. Does you might get about 10 or so more minutes? Everybody okay? Yes. We'll go. So go to Romans, please. And it's the 10th chapter. And you can put a bookmark in Deuteronomy. We may get back there. We'll definitely get back there next week if we don't get back there today. But Romans chapter 10. And this might again might be a very famous passage for you guys. I'm going to start in verse 17, but then we're going to back up. Okay. So again, famously verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I'm going to ask again. the So where does faith come from? Hearing. By hearing what? God's word. God's word. Now, this is an interesting, the, the, the word of God there is very specific. It literally means the gospel. Faith comes by hearing and hearing what Jesus did because of who he is. That's the gospel, right? So again, I say that because it, it's, it's very specific. Now, yes, I do agree that as a secondary translation, it comes by any word within the Bible, right? So you can read, I mean, I'll never forget a funny scenario just to tell it real quick. You know, there was a lady um, that was with us in, in Rama in Tulsa, and she got diagnosed with breast cancer for like the, I think it was the second time. And uh, the first time it was rough, she had lost her hair and she was a hairdresser. So as she was fighting cancer, she said, God, I don't want to lose my hair. And I wish I could remember the verse. And she went, the Lord showed her some obscure verse yeah. in the middle of the Old Testament that said something about you'll no hair shall fall from your head. I mean, I mean, it was like on that part of the Bible where all of our pages are still stuck together. Y'all still got those, you know? Yeah. You know, I mean, it was somewhere deep in the Old Testament that like nobody ever reads and the Lord led her to that verse and faith came alive. Yep. 
And she grabbed a hold of that verse and said, the Bible says I'll not even lose a hair. And she went through chemo. She went through radiation and her hair grew. It didn't fall out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just simply because. So I think, yes, any word of God yes. can bring faith for something to us. That's right. But specifically in context, Paul is saying the gospel. Yes. He's, he's telling us what to focus on. So now remember if that's how faith can come, doubt comes the same way. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. So I'm going to back up and read, and then we're going to look at something. So in back, it starts in verse 14, Romans 10, 14, and this is a series of questions. Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to do something. You want to have some fun? I actually got, I have to tell you, I got a text from Doug Jones this morning asking me a question, which is pretty cool. Uh, nothing spiritual, oh. which was not as cool, but it's still because um, he's he he is one of the ones uh, he was one of the instructor that probably at Raymond, brother Doug, if you're watching, he was probably the instructor at, at Raymond that changed my life more the than most, anybody most, was yeah. was brother Doug Jones, right? And so, uh, but brother Doug Jones taught us to do it this way. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now we're going to read a series of questions that are that Paul asked, but we're going to read them in reverse. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And it helped me. So we're going to start. In verse 14 at the end, where it says then, so, I'm going back in verse 15. So, how shall they preach, or how shall a preacher preach unless they're sent? So, can can they do that? Yeah. No. Here in the, so, how shall the preacher preach unless he is sent? Right. God sends us. God commissioned. God sends us. God and the church sends us. Mm-hmm. So again, I say that to say, listen, listen, to, to hit on something real, you have to understand that's why it's so important mm -hmm. that we belong to a body of believers and we let them send us. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. some, of, some of the problems in the church world today is we have these rogue preachers, right, who I think are genuinely called, yes, but they, they just are. sent themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of being sent by a body of believers into some stuff. Does that make sense? Yes. Right. So, but the, so how shall preachers preach unless they're sent? And the answer is they can't. Back up one question. How shall they hear without a preacher? Nobody can. They can't. Right. So back up again. And how shall they believe in him and whom they have not heard? Mm. They can't. Mm. Right. So how shall they call on him of whom they have not believed? They can't. So do you see how that's in? So now listen, let's just, and that's all on the positive, and we're going to talk more about that. But since we're still talking about defeating doubt, so now, how can doubt come unless you send the preacher of doubt into your life? Mm. It can't. Unless you took a, like Selena said, you took a person and you gave them authority in your life and you sent them as a preacher of doubt into your soul. Wow. Do you see that? That's very powerful. And how will you hear if there's nobody preaching at you? Right. You can't. And how will you believe on doubt? If you've never heard it, you can't. That's awesome. So how will you call on doubt that you've not believed in? Amen. Do you see? Yes. Yeah. So whenever, so whenever doubt shows fruit in my life, 
I've unknowingly walked through this process. Yes. Just as much as whenever faith shows up and produces fruit in my life, I've walked through this process. Yeah. We can have some fun with it, you know, because it jumps out. So, so how ugly are the feet of those that preach doubt? Right? Who bring bad tidings of bad things? That's right. Come on now. That's right. I'm saying this on purpose because there is no mystery. Doubt just didn't jump on me. Uh-huh. That's right. Can I just say, yes. doubt was not an attack of the enemy. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Doubt was a voice I yielded to and I believed in. Yes. Just as much as back again, I'll kind of finish that. Just as much as that brother, he, I do sincerely believe he meant it for my good, but he came bearing ugly feet with bad news. Yeah. You're just a bad pastor. Yeah. You're just bad at this. You shouldn't ever do this again. Right. You stink. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And now, Katie, you're ahead of me. And unfortunately, unfortunately, the number one preacher of doubt in Brad's life is Brad. Is Brad. That's why I told you earlier, if you ever hear me listening to a certain album, it's because the 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 doubting Brad has showed up with a message. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to preach to the redeemed Brad. You're not going to make it. Man, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. People are going to laugh at you. you. It's going to be bad. It's going to be hard. You're old now. You'll never recover. Uh, can I just be honest? Right? And and the real me has to stand up and go, well, oh, no. I am, thank you. You're welcome. See? I'm going to help you. Getting better. Oh, no. You know, oh, no, you mm-hmm. didn't. No, you didn't. Mm-mm. We're 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 going to the mat, mm-hmm. and 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 I'll whip you one more time. Yes. And as long as you come here, I'll whip you one more time. Yes. Right. Does, does that does that help? Because many times our self talk, we we're preaching doubt to ourselves. Yeah. Right. And then we wonder why we feel the way we feel. Mm-hmm. So go to, and we'll end and we'll land the plane here. Go to Matthew chapter 17. This has been so good. This has been, okay, so this Amen. is one, you know, you guys, thank y'all again. I know this year, guys, listen, I know I we have traveled a lot as the Lord has opened doors, and I can't say it enough. I thank y'all as a church family yes. for allowing us the yes. privilege to go where God leads us. Yes. Know that it goes both ways. Can I just go and give a, Katie just did a phenomenal job preaching at a women's conference yesterday. Yes, she Amen. did. She just did awesome. And I look forward to Kevin does an awesome job every Monday night to our men, right? I'm looking forward to hearing more and more of y'all's stories that we can say. And and Lynette went over here and she preached there. Mm -hmm. And and this door opened up to Josh and Danielle and they went over there. That's right. Right. And this time over here, I'm excited about that. I can't wait for our youth to have open doors to go share with people or in youth groups or, you know, in small groups for youth. Amen. Does that, does that, so I said, so, so I'm about to give you something that was fresh off the presses from the minister's conference a week mm-hmm. ago. Yes. Uh, so good. Brother Bob Yandian. And I'll share my part. Yeah. And time. Brother Bob Yandian uh, unpacked this. Yes. But here in, in Matthew chapter 17, and in, in, in 
for the story, you know, just to kind of for time's sake tell the story. Remember, this is a story uh, that talks about how that, well, let's see, verse 14. And when they had come the multi- to the multitude, a man came to Jesus, kneeling down and said, Lord, have mercy on my son, because he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. And so I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't cure him. So Jesus turned and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long will I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And the Lord rebuked the demon. So apparently this was a demonic thing. And it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? Right, talking, they were speaking of the Spirit. Notice what Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. Right, for assuredly I say unto you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. Now, how many of you, like me, have thought for a long time that was talking about this kind of demon? Right, this kind of devil cannot come out except by prayer and fasting. Do you understand that that there are no special kinds of devils? That's right. Do right. you understand that, that the name of Jesus casts out any variety of devil that may be out there? Did y'all? Amen. So there aren't special kinds of devils. So Brother Bob said this, this kind, in that phrase in verse 21, however, this kind was not referring to the demon. It was referring to the unbelief. And if you read it in context grammatically, that's exactly, exactly what it is. says. How could we not do this? Is it well because of unbelief? Right? You didn't believe. Now think about this. Now, had the disciples, was this the first time they'd ever cast out a devil? No, when you read the story, they had been sent out in twos. They'd been casting out devils all over the place. Right? Mm -hmm. It was just the first time that they're doing it in front of a crowd. So now how many of you like you'd be like this? I mean. You're going to go pray with somebody and it's all good, all private, <laughs> right? We're going to go pray for you in private yes. and do this kind of stuff. Uh, but all of a sudden, there's people. Uh-oh. And they're watching you. Uh-oh. Minister things to other people. Yeah. And how many of you, if you're like me, you've had those moments and then doubt comes in? Yes. Don't, don't, don't yes. look at me in that tone of voice. Because you think, oh, I got to go heal people. I got to go. <laughs> Does that mean, so I think I, I, so it helped me really paint this picture with the disciples were just being normal. Maybe they had a little bit of self-talk. Uh-oh, there's a whole lot of people watching us right now. Mhm. Mhm. Right. Mm -hmm. This is this is a condition that's been going on for a long time. Mm -hmm. Right? They've suffered for this for a while in their life. Oh man, what if? Mm -hmm. What if it doesn't work this time? Mhm. What if? We can't do it. Does that sound like any talk that ever gone through your head before? Yes, absolutely. So here Jesus says, so remember, this kind of unbelief comes out only by prayer. It comes out by focus. So listen to me. So for us, when we're going through our life and we bump into doubt, and maybe, again, I'll say this, maybe it's a long-standing doubt. Maybe it has been something that's been around for a while. Right. Right? 
he says, how do you, she says, oh, there are times you have to, to focus. You have to pray and fast. Not, I mean, I think the actions are fine, but really Jesus is talking about you have to make a dedicated time. And fasting means you are actually fasting those other voices, those Very other influences. Good. Very good. So if you need to go on a media fast, please do that. Yeah. If you need to go on a on a TV, Facebook, whatever fast, please do that. Because what is that feeding in you? If you need to go on a news fast, please do that. Yeah. Because what is that feeding into you? Is it feeding all this doubt and fear? And okay, fast that. That just means you're cutting things off so you can focus on, on what God truth. said. That just means you shut all these other voices down. You turn them off. You turn the volume so far down. You are removing yourself from those things and you're removing those things from your life for a season yeah. so that you can focus. And yeah. then when you've, when you've licked that, you need to prayerfully consider whether to let those back in or not and to what degree. Yeah. But now they're in the right place. Yeah. They no longer are a voice of authority. Very good. Does that make sense? So let's do this. Okay, Paul, can you just play yes. the piano? So we're just going to end kind of the, the teaching portion right now. But let's, let's get into a, a piece of this activating side. Because I wanted to make sure that we had time for this this morning. But, okay, I believe that if there's any part of this that has been speaking to you, you know exactly what it's talking about. Amen. That if there's been any lingering doubt that has um, that has been in your life, Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. But if there's if there's been any lingering doubt that has been in your life, and whether that's been again through an outside voice, again maybe you've let someone. Someone physically, I mean, someone in your life, you've done, you've yielded, you've made them a preacher of their opinion about you into your life, or whether, as Katie said, or whether you've been that preacher, right? And you've been preaching to you about this doubt. I want to talk about it and just right now where you are, just seated, you just begin to let the Holy Spirit show you. Maybe He already has been this whole morning. Let him just show you what that is, what that area is. And I want you to start off with, to yourself, you begin to say, that's not true. Just like I had to do with my friend who meant well for me. But there came a point years ago where I had to say, okay, God, that's just not true. I'm sure they meant well. I'm sure they were trying to help me. I'm sure of all kinds of, but that, what they said is not true because you have said this about me. And I had to go back and, and replay the times and the words of the Lord for my life. But now what I want you to do today is, is just, but if there's an area like that that you can identify, I want you to, to, to challenge you, encourage you, amen, to do just what Jesus said. And to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to take some concentrated, dedicated time Right of prayer and fasting, meaning prayer on one side is, Lord, I'm gonna I'm gonna come talk to you, and I'm gonna let you and the Bible talk to me about truth, about who you are and who I am in this area. And then, as Selena said, and then I'm gonna fast. And if I need to cut some voices off for a season, 
And again, I, I know we talk and I agree whether it's if it's a news outlet or if it's something that's making you fearful or you, you sure cut that off. But if it's a person, right, maybe you need to kind of unfriend them for a season in love, <laughs> right? You might need to block them for a time and say, nope, not going to let them have any more voice in my life, right? Now, don't you wish you could do that with yourself? Sometimes I wish I could I could block the soulish brand every now and then and kind of kind of lose his number. But unfortunately, he lives on the inside of me. Right. And so I have to do with him. But you can say, OK, well, then I'm I'm going to whoop you. Right. And if, if it's if I'm talking to me and if I'm the voice of doubt, then I'm going to just look at myself and go, you will shut up right now. And I will begin then to find, again, verses, sermons, music as I do, messages that speak the truth of who God is and who God has made me to be. And I tell me to be quiet. Right? We, and this again, I'm going to challenge you that you take a commitment to do that, to say, I'm going to do that. Amen. I'm going to walk. And for how long, Brad? Well, as long as it takes. Till the doubt's gone. Right? Because the only thing that remains is faith in who God is. Right? And so what does that look like? So again, as I've said, it looks like then I'm going to hear the gospel. What did Jesus do for that area of your life? Right? What did he already accomplish? And what did that do to me? Right, and again, many of you have heard my story. And just as an example, um, I, I did that unknowingly when I uh, let the Lord help me overcome pornography. It had been something that had struggled with in my whole life, and for a season—I mean, I'm talking about a year and a half—I lived in Romans chapter five, six, seven, and eight. I just, I just camped out there. All the time, I was just there and there and there and there and there, and I stayed there. And, and I'd try sometimes to go read other passages of the Bible, and the Holy Spirit said, nope, you need to stay over here. And I literally stayed there for about a year, year and a half, until one day, as I've jokingly said, I, I was trying to accidentally find something on the Internet, right? And all of a sudden, from the inside of me, rose up a faith of, that's not me anymore. That's not who I am. And I literally physically, it caused me to push myself away from the computer. And that's not me. And from that time on, it fell off. Amen. And I've been able to overcome any temptation that comes from it from that time forward. That's what I mean. So you, you, you'll stay camped in that area for just as long as it takes. And you'll read verses about it. And if you get stuck in a passage of the Bible, that's okay. You don't have to finish the one-year reading plan. You can just stay stuck in that area and read it and read it and listen to messages about it and read it and read it in different trends. And you just stay there. Why? Because you're dry. Jesus said, because if you'll stay there, it'll cast out all unbelief. Aren't you glad about that? That the Bible, if you'll stay with it, right, you'll fast and cut off those voices and you'll stay with the voice of truth. It'll drive out all unbelief in your life. Amen. So, Father, we commit to that.
Lord, I believe that as you're talking to each and every one of us, whether we're here live or whether we're watching on online via the video, whatever that is, that Lord, you're leading us. You're showing us, Father, just as you promised, what to focus on, the truth we need to hear for the season that we're in. And Lord God, we're going to just let ourselves stay there and allow you, your word, and your spirit to kill the doubt that might be present in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.